right, we're live, man. I'm here with James, also known as No Man's Land Music. How's it going, bro? Good, good. Sorry, it took me about 45 <laughs> minutes to set all this up. That's okay. So, uh, why don't you give the people just a quick uh, rundown of what you do exactly? So I, um, I own a music venue here in Idle Falls, and I also own uh, this building that everything is in. It's called the Hub, and uh, what I do is I uh, mix and master, produce, record music full time. So that's your only job right that's now. That's my only job is running these businesses Dang. and making music. So, how does the process work? Is it pretty much artists come to you and like rent you for an hour kind of thing, or? Um. So I actually do a little bit differently, where I charge per hour instead. I don't charge per hour. <laughs> uh, I charge uh, per project because mm -hmm. I am I'm working a lot with um, people who are new to music. Or people who are just wanting to start out their career. So a lot of people I've worked with have never been in a studio before, never had a beat made for them before, never been in a recording booth before. And so I charge per project so that we can kind of ease it along a little bit more and not make them feel pressured and kind of teach them how to behave in this environment and how to... So you're kind of like a, you're almost a teacher in a way too. Like are you kind of running them through what yeah, you're doing in a way? Yeah, a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of coaching a little bit in like, hey, let's try this technique, or hey, when you walk into a studio, you know, these are the things to be aware of, because there's just, I'm sure, you know, if you're in the music industry at all, you've heard so many horror stories about people who have felt like they've gotten taken advantage of at studios. Yeah. And a lot of times when people feel like that, it's because they're not advocating for themselves, mm -hmm. or because they're, they're not um, taking control of, of their music. And so, you know, a producer will come in and just do whatever they want, and and then the person will leave and they'll be unhappy. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a lot of teaching people how to tell somebody no, how to, like, I literally sometimes almost have to, like, make somebody not like something I'm doing. Like you almost test them? Like yeah, I'm not necessarily test them, but it's like if I try an idea, like if I, had a, if I have a song and I put a melody on it, you know, mm -hmm. and I'll ask you, hey, Tristan, do you like this? And, you know, you'll be like, yeah. And it's like, you, know that you obviously don't like it, you yeah. know? And so I'll, I'll kind of be like, hey, are you sure you like it? And then they'll say, yeah, I like it. And I'm like, you can tell me if you don't like it. Like, this is yeah. your song. I actually had to tell one of my clients before. I told him, I said, I said, if you were at a restaurant and they just brought you the complete wrong food, like, would you say something or would you just eat that food? And he's like, well, I'd say something. Of course, it's my food. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you paid $15 for that meal. Yeah. You know, you're paying me, you know, a couple thousand dollars for this album that we're doing. Like, mm -hmm. you can tell me no the same way that you would tell that other person no, because this is your album. This is your song. This is your vision. I'm just yeah. here to make your vision come to life. Yeah. I think, especially like, how old are you, by the way? I'm 23. Hey, 24. I just turned 24. I turned 24 next month. So nice. I think kids our age and kids younger than us especially have a really hard time. Like yeah. telling somebody, so it's that's almost like you're giving them lessons beyond just the studio, like giving them lessons in life. Because I know me especially, like there's times where they messed up my order. I'm like, uh, I'd rather just not have <laughs> the conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It's just harder when it's to such a high degree, you know, because you're putting this thing out there for the whole world to hear. Yeah. And then, like, it just sucks when you're just not happy with it, or yeah. you're not in a spot where you where you're just not proud of what you're doing, and it's like, wow, you spent $500 on this thing that you hate. Yeah, especially with it being your art, like right. it was your vision. Because nobody's going to listen to that and be like, oh, that producer probably sucked. You know? Yeah. All they're going to do is listen to it and be like, wow, Tristan made a horrible song. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, it's not going to fall back on me. And yeah. so I'm trying to teach them, like, hey, like this reflects on you. This is your vision. This is what 
you want. Like, we need to make, and that's what I really try to focus on because I notice a lot of producers, they really try to put their spin on what the artist is doing Mm -hmm. or they do their thing. And so a lot of artists aren't really happy working with some, working with them because they end up just doing the same thing every time and doing their process. But when I'm working with artists, I really am trying to find, okay, what is your process? What is your sound? What are your vibes? Mm -hmm. Not mine. Because it's not my song, it's your song, and it's your vision. And so when you come in here and you work with me, my idea is, okay, well, let's get whatever your vision is, whatever the biggest, brightest version of this song that you want, let's put that out there. Yeah, that's sweet, dude. And I feel like something that's kind of becoming more common is producers, like you said, making it their way, but also making it about them. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about DJ Khaled, but he drives me bananas, dude. It, like, Yeah, it's just a crazy, like, I don't know, some of my, um, I work with a lot of people, and they're like, and they try to tell me, like, you need to take more credit for the things that you do, and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to, like, yeah. it's not my song, it's not, I don't want, I don't want it to distract, and maybe that's like a fault or something, but for me, I really just don't want... I don't, I don't need my name to be on it, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't need it to say featuring, you know, No Man's Land on the song. Yeah. I just want, like, that person's song to be there. Like, they've already paid me. They've already done the thing. I've already done my job. I don't need yeah. credit beyond that. And I'm happy to just let that person get all the credit and I have think the that's, like, a, a good personality to have as a producer, too. Like, you know, like, hey, I might not be getting all the, like, if something were to blow up, I might mm-hmm. not be getting all the attention, but the real people, like, that are actually in the industry and stuff, they're gonna know, they're gonna find out who made that beat, yeah. and I'm gonna get paid in the end. Yeah, that's what it's about, because right? that's, I mean, in the end, I feel like it's the best way to put the artist out and to put myself out, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, if my name's on that artist song, people are gonna listen to it and they're gonna go, who's this guy? Because I'm not even, you know, rapping on it or singing on it or whatever. Yeah, DJ you know, Khaled. Who's this guy? It like, took me a long time to realize, oh, he just made the beat? Yeah, I didn't even know who that was. Yeah. I was like, why is this guy getting so much credit for just shouting his name at the beginning of the song, <laughs> you know? And so and it's just like, I, I just, I feel like, you know, when I have had songs that I've, that I've made with clients that have popped off a little bit, the first thing people usually ask is, oh my gosh, who made that beat? Like, mm-hmm. And then it's an easy transition, oh yeah, no Man's Land made that beat. You mm-hmm. should hit him up, follow his, follow his Instagram, you know, yeah. book some time with him. And that's translated into more clients than anything. I've not spent any money marketing myself on the studio. No money on ads, no money on pushing my name out there. Mm-hmm. All I've relied on so far is just word of mouth and building my thing. And it's taken me, you know, about, it's been about a year and a half and that it took me to be doing this completely full-time without having any side jobs or anything else. Well, no, proof just the pudding. <laughs> if you're making good art, people are going to come to you. I mean, to I the try point my where best. Well, I think you're doing pretty good, man. <laughs> how did, uh, so how did the, let's start with you making music first, mm-hmm. and then we'll dive into the hub. And Okay. So how did you get started in all this? What? Well, uh, I actually, so my dad is a pastor, and... Um, when you're a pastor's kid, you kind of just get faced with the job of doing whatever nobody else is doing. <laughs> and so we actually had a situation where the person who was leading worship at our church ended up uh, quitting. And I just kind of had been playing drums. I, I taught myself. How to, I'm self-taught on piano and drums. And um, and I was just kind of doing it like as needed. But then my dad just kind of pulled me aside one day and he's like, hey, I know you're 14, but <laughs> you need to do this. And so I ended up uh, just taking over leading at my church, and that's kind of how I ended up getting over like a lot of my stage fright and 
um, and just performing in front of people and learning even more about music theory because I had to, I had I kind of just trial by fire was just thrown yeah. into it, yeah. just had to do it, and that's actually how I end up learning like how to be a leader and stuff like that too because I was you know 14, 15 years old and there are people on my team who are like thirty, yeah, and They're so I had to learn how to how to how to inter interact with those people and you know be professional and uh, stay you know calm and work through things with people who were, you know, twice my age, lived twice as much life as me. Maybe even some of them might have had more knowledge than I did. Mm -hmm. But I was in the place that I was for a reason, you know, and that's kind of what I try to remember whenever I get a little bit insecure or a little bit um, sad about maybe my progress or where I'm at is that I'm where I am for a reason, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's my skill or my personality or, or whatever's happening that's happening, you know. People, people are choosing me because they want to work with me. And so if people aren't choosing me, then... I need to grow. There's something I need to work on, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that means that something needs to change. And if people are choosing me, then that means I should give myself a little bit of credit and stop beating myself up so much. Yeah. That's something a lot of people struggle with. Me, like, me especially. But, I mean, kids our age, <laughs> they don't give themselves yeah. enough credit. We're just so used to, I don't know, letting the negative thoughts run through our head to the point where you yeah. believe it. So that's good on that's, you, man. That was one of the, like, harshest lessons that I had to learn. It's just especially, like, you know, we're really young and we're doing crazy things in our area that nobody else is doing yeah yeah and, this is insane man i had no idea that you were you were full-time so well, thank you. congrats that's awesome yeah and part of you know being young is um is just learning or i guess not being young but part of a lot of people have uh, a lot of people our age we try to be humble right mm -hmm. but um when you be humble a lot of people think that translates to i have to put myself down to yeah. not make myself seem but being humble is knowing your place right and so if you know oh i'm tristan i make this podcast i you know i'm trying to connect all these musicians in idaho falls that don't know that there's other musicians in idaho falls that is your lane and you're doing a really good job mm -hmm. and so give yourself credit for the things that you're doing mm -hmm. and you don't need to be being humble does not mean you know oh no it's not that good it's yeah. not that cool you know yeah and i think it's something with being in a i guess a small would you consider this like a small business yeah. There's kind of highs and lows. Oh, Some days sure. you're like, I am the shit, man. Right. I'm fucking next, you know, DJ Mustard or whatever. And then there's other days you're like, man, am I doing the right thing? Like, yeah, that's the scary thing, you know. I go from, you know, one week I'll make $100 in the week. And then this literally happened last month. I made, there was a week where I made $300 the whole week. And then the very next week I made $2,500 in a week. Dang. And so it just like fluctuates so much and you just have to make sure to stay, you know. Yeah. To stay on course and not get discouraged and just kind of turning that into like if I get discouraged I kind of turn that into grinding like if I'm if I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough jobs then you know I'm on Instagram I'm hitting people up I'm making beats so that I can send them to artists and try to sell beats yeah and instead of just getting discouraged and just freezing up yeah that's the right mindset so you were working you were doing music at the church mm -hmm. how did that translate to this translate to this yeah so I ended up I actually had my, my business partner at the venue, um, his name is uh, Mosey, and he ended up, um, he, he's a rapper, and he's an artist, and he wanted to make music, and, and we've been friends since, I was like, we were like 11 years old, so we've known each other forever, and he was going to my dad's church at the time too, and we ended up just kind of 
uh, starting to make music together. And so I just started, you know, everybody has their first little beats they made, and they all suck and are horrible. <laughs> and that's what we did. We started on Audacity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're trying to make beats uh, just using my little, like, $150 Yamaha keyboard, you know. And they suck. They were really bad. But we just started doing that, and we ended up just growing and growing and growing until we were able to turn that into into this business. He's a co-owner here at the Hub. He's a co-owner at the venue, and we've just kind of worked and built with each other all the way through where um, we just really, because when we were in high school, we just wanted to, we just wanted to make music, you know? Mm-hmm. But there was nobody who was doing what we were doing, you know? Who's doing what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, especially for young people. Yeah. And so when we got this, we've just continuously just, we had to learn everything ourselves and build everything up ourselves from the ground up. All this equipment, I bought myself. We didn't have, you know, parents to buy things for us. We didn't have investors to give us money. Like, everything that we've done, we've built from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And and because we wanted to have a space where we could have people not have to go through the same struggles that we had to go through to become musicians here and do work here. Mm-hmm. And so now... And it's kind of like with your podcast. Now, anybody else who does a who does a podcast after you, anybody else who wants to connect musicians after you, they have a blueprint right now because you're yeah. building it. Yeah. And that's kind of what we set out to do with 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 people recording here in Idle Falls, especially rappers, because there's was nowhere for rappers yeah. to record and get beats and do anything locally. And so, we just set out to make that space where people could just be themselves and be free and not feel judged and not feel anything to where they could come in and feel okay and record and grow as artists and not feel pressured to just be the best the moment they hop on the mic. Yeah, that's the why I was immediately gravitated to this place. Cause it was providing something that Idaho Falls hasn't seen, like a place for artists to collab and a place where people like actually take them serious. Because mm-hmm. I think there's such a stigma about, oh, he's like doing rap on SoundCloud, right. shit like that, you know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. why I immediately was like drawn to this place and trying to find as many excuses to come over here as I can. (laughs) That's just what we try to be. It's just really collaborative. Like, I just think that a lot of people, especially in this area, are so scared about sharing. Yeah. Like, they're terrified. They feel like, you know, like, I've I've built this business, and if if I give anybody else, you know, ideas on how to do this, they're just going to build another business, and take all my clients, and ruin me, you know? Everybody's so scared of that here. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, from the beginning, I've always felt the more collaborative that you can be, the more it all grows together. Yeah. Right? Like, that, just in the last, yeah. like, what, like, four months, the music scene here has just started to explode. Mm-hmm. And it's because people are actually working together now. Uh, you guys people are aren't just, the biggest part in all that. <laughs> I mean, we try, but <laughs> <laughs> we just try to, like, just bring an environment where people, like I said, just music and letting people know that it's okay and that people can actually do this. Like, yeah. everybody thinks that to do a music career, you have to be super famous and make millions of dollars. Yeah. But it's like, you can do it. Like, I was, like I said, I was talking to one of my clients, and I told him, I was like, I was like, how much do you make at your job? And he told me how much he made. And I was like, that's all you have to make. Like, yeah. you know, if you're working a part-time job and you're getting paid $400 a week, that's all you have to do. That's $400 a week or 200 you know, $400 a week. That's 80 bucks a day. Mm-hmm. You could make 80 bucks a day making music. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're doing music full time. You don't have to work at McDonald's. You don't yeah. have to work at Burger King. You don't have to. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my ultimate goal with this. I was like, if I ever got to a point where I made any kind of money, like, I, like, I think the ultimate goal for everybody shouldn't be blowing up. It should be to where you get a point to where the thing you love to do is 
enough to sustain you. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? And I mean, that's exactly what you're doing. You're producing and you're doing all this full time. Like, you're living proof that, I mean, just doing what you love yeah. should be enough. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so you are a part owner of the, is it, what, is it Sacred Hearts or just the heart now? Servant's it's, Heart. Servant's Hearts, yeah. my bad. I swear I say Hearts <laughs> Okay. So, what, so you guys were doing that first? Yeah, so me and my business partner, Mosey, we actually started Servant's Heart from, uh, we just got, had been getting asked a lot. Like I said, we, we did a lot of church stuff here in town, mm-hmm. and a lot of church people started asking us to come to their events and help out with sound, and um, then sometimes I would get asked to go and perform at the events, and I guess do music, and, and that just started happening very consistently, and then we started getting asked by other people who weren't in church stuff to come and like DJ at a party or things like that Mm -hmm. and we ended up doing that consistently enough to where we were like we could do this like for a job like we could start making money off this Mm -hmm. so we took out a little bit of we uh the first thing that we ever did was we took out a loan against my car that I owned and we used that to buy our first set of equipment we took out just a three thousand dollar loan and bought our first set of equipment and just started doing it started talking to people messaging people asking them, hey like we'll come and run your event like we'll come and do that and um just started trying to build up a little bit of our name in the community because we've always just been people who want to serve that's 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 our goal always that's why our the company is called servants heart is because all we want to do is just serve the community and help it grow mm-hmm. whether it's the music community or it's the small business community mm-hmm. or it's just the community of idol falls in general we just want to serve the community and help it grow and so that's what we've strived to do. And we ended up getting the opportunity to get the venue um, on, around the corner. Uh, and once we did that, that's when we really, re- that's when we fully started to realize, because we'd just been doing music stuff. Um, just We were uh, roommates at the time. And we were just doing music stuff in the basement of our house. Mm-hmm. We just had a little home studio. And I started working with clients a little bit, and I started making beats for people a little bit, but nothing like serious we were just mostly doing our own stuff and just kind of testing the waters of people even liked our music mm-hmm. and when we got the opportunity to get the venue we just kind of ran with it like it was not a moment like we uh mosey and i have never been people to like dilly dally it's just like if there's work to do it's time to work like that's that's always been the mindset and so we got the opportunity to, to get the venue and it was like a hey we kind of need you to say yes or no and again, like we've never had investors, we've never had a team of people helping us. It's always just been us, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at the head, we've had tons and tons of awesome employees and tons of awesome partners that have helped us through a lot of stuff. But at the head of our company, it's just been us too, and we've been yeah. the ones putting money forward. We've been the ones doing all the stuff, and um, and so we just kind of took this discarded building and turned it into what it is now. And mm-hmm. uh, we had the studio there, and we had the and we had the venue there. This, the studio actually used to be in that building before we before we had this. Oh, really? Yeah. But then it got to the point where, like, we just started to outgrow it. Like, And it was crazy because we never thought, because we actually started our business in March of 2020 was when we got the venue. So about a month before the entire world shut down. Dang. <laughs> so the timing oh, was just so scary. perfect. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. But we made it through. Like I said, we just had that mindset, okay, it's time to work, so we're working, you know? Mm-hmm. There was no, there's never been like any turning back for us. It's just been all right. We we just are gonna work to make our dreams come true. That's it. And so we just put in the hours. We grinded hard and we spent a lot of money. Like 
both of us throughout, basically until I've been full-time, I've been working two or three jobs on the side to sustain this business while it's been growing. Damn. And especially through the pandemic, when obviously we couldn't hold events, we couldn't do concerts, yeah. couldn't make any money. Yeah. And so we were just putting our own money forward. And, and uh, Mosey, too. Mosey was working, like, five jobs. Because he has kids. And he's just taking care of his family. He's working, like, five jobs trying to just trying to make it so that... Um, so that our bills are paid and that and that the bills were paid at our house and that the bills were paid here. We're both just working like maniacs and we were still both here full time doing mm-hmm. stuff, renovating, working on the building, um, building a client base. And so we really just kind of took it and just kind of ran with it. And we've had, you know, learned a lot of hard lessons, had a lot of stuff go wrong, had a lot of stuff go right. But we're on this like really crazy upward trend right now. Where we're growing almost faster than we can handle. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're finally champagne problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's been really crazy. And so we had to get this building and and move out of of the of the move the studio out of the venue because mm-hmm. the events were getting too big. So we were having to start to cap off events and having to um, turn people away and having to not schedule on certain days because then the studio was getting way too busy mm-hmm. to where I could only meet. And then because I was working a full uh, part time job to sustain stuff. I could only meet for like a four hour block during the day. And so it was to this point where it's like, okay, either I'm gonna have to like double my prices or we're gonna have to figure something else out. And I've never ever wanted to raise my prices because um, I don't wanna not be affordable for young artists. Mm -hmm. I never want to be in that spot. And so I've always been really reluctant to raise my prices. And so I, so we started looking at options for moving the studio. And that's where we ended up getting this, and that's where I ended up approaching um, approaching Jen and wanting to partner with her and starting this space uh-huh. um, right here so that we could have even more spaces where we could, you know, give opportunities to artists, give opportunities to musicians, give opportunities to people who just couldn't have them before. Because uh-huh. even in this space, we rent out these rooms for, like, so much cheaper than we should. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That's uh, the first thing I thought. And it's, and it's just so that we can give people opportunity. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing with my studio prices. I charge so much less than I should. And it's, it's just because we want to give people opportunity and give people chances to grow and give people chances to you know, start their careers. Yeah. Because it's so hard to do that, especially in an area where everybody is discouraging you and everybody Everybody, is telling you that you can't do it and that you're just a dumb kid and that you can't make these things happen, you know? And so it's just been really important to us to just make sure that we're giving people opportunities and staying affordable and staying in a spot where, you know, like we would love to partner with gigantic big businesses, but, you know, they've already grown they've already reached where they're trying to get to Mm -hmm. so why not help this guy who's just starting his who's just starting his business yeah you know and then i think that i've i mean i've been witnessing it firsthand that it's only creating more of a community and then when you're surrounded by people with similar interests and they're like actually uplifting you it makes you more and more think like shoot man i can really do this yeah instead of just oh like i said this guy's a rapper it's like you're right i can't do this (laughs) i mean nobody else has done it and like you kind of said about providing a, a blueprint, you're showing people that they can do something creative and make something out of it. So I think that's really inspiring. Yeah. And it's really awesome to see somebody actually betting on themselves, just working his butt off and it's reaping scary. the benefits. Oh, I'm sure it's it is. terrifying, but... I mean, you'd, you'd have to say it's worth it though, right? Oh, 100%. I, I was talking to my wife the other day about it actually, because 
like it's just been really surreal just thinking back to because right now like I said our business is at this really big crossroads where we're we're looking at some big 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 things right now that you know we can't really talk about yet just right now but we're looking at some crazy stuff happening and it's just crazy to see that this just started out with just two little friends in a basement yeah you know just making music and and then DJing church parties like (laughs) and that they could turn into what 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 is turning into right now um and i wouldn't trade it for anything like i never ever ever want to work a normal job again (laughs) i don't know how you could you're living the dream man Uh, it's stressful it's a stressful dream being like you really have to you know make sure that you're staying motivated and that you're doing it because the hard part about like Everybody thinks it's really cool, the idea of being able to set your own schedule and work your own hours and charge your own prices. And, yeah, that stuff is really cool. But, you know, like, I made a joke the other day because we were talking about, um, we were at dinner with some friends and they were talking about their work's COVID policies. Like, oh, yeah, my work gives me sick pay. And, you know, my work, you know, if I get COVID, like, I get two weeks off for free and they pay me the whole two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I said, well... My boss is a jerk, and we don't have any COVID policies. <laughs> I miss work. I just don't get paid, you know. And that's how it is when you're when you own your own business. You know, I don't. We don't have PTO. We don't get vacation time. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I don't if I'm not here, I'm not making money. Mm-hmm. And so it's so hard to learn how to balance that with, especially like you know, like I said, my business partner. Um, all of my business partners, uh, like Jen has kids. Mosey has kids, and having mm-hmm. to balance that, and they're both married too. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're married, they have kids, they have spouses, like, and I have a spouse, I'm married too, and it's hard to balance that with like, okay, yeah, you know, I want to make as much money as I can, it's super cool, you know, making $6,000 a month doing music in Idle Falls, but it's, if, if I'm, you know, losing my wife because I'm never spending time with her because I'm working 80 hours a week, is that yeah. really worth it? Or if I'm losing friendships because I'm never here, like, you really have to learn how to balance your schedule and how to manage your time and... Nobody really talks up to you about that when you yeah. when you start your own small business. Well, and with you, you're kind of doing something so unique that it's like, who can I talk to that right. really is understanding what I'm going through? Right, because I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody else. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person in Idaho Falls that's doing that's doing this full time. Yeah. And so it's like there isn't any other examples, you know. Like, yeah. Sure, I can I can reach out to people. I do have some mentors and that that live in other places and do these things, but. Idol Falls is its own unique little beast, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it, it is stressful, but I think that's something that, I mean, people doing regular stuff struggle with too. So it's like, would you want the stress of struggling and having to balance things, doing your own thing, or would you rather do it while you're, I don't know, the assistant manager at Target or something right. like that? You know what I mean? You that's know, what I've always thought. That's That's the mindset right there, man. <laughs> it's just like... It makes the stress worth it when it's like, okay, I'm doing my thing. Like, everything that I do has a tangible effect on my future, mm-hmm. you know? Whether it's a good decision or a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most rewarding thing, mm-hmm. is that, you know, I'm the only one who's in charge of me now. Yeah. I'm the one who has impact. And, yeah, it is stressful, but it's also really freeing. Because yeah. I'm not reliant on, you know, a crappy manager. I'm not exactly. reliant on, you know, bad, bad coworkers. Yeah, it's always been my biggest fear is, like, my life and future... Depending on somebody else, right? Who kind of just sees you as a, a means to get what they're looking for. You right. know what I mean? Because everybody's just using you. Yeah. And that's that's what's the that's the hard part is that everybody 
But even in music, it's like that too, you know? Yeah. Is that everybody, every artist who's come in, who comes in here, yes, we're developing relationships, but they're all, I'm a means to an end. Yeah. Right? They see you as a way to get to, but I mean, it's kind of a... But it's a mutual transaction. Yeah, it's a mutual transaction. Exactly. Because they're worrying about themselves and I'm worrying about myself. Mm -hmm. And together we're building something awesome, Mm -hmm. which is way different than, you know, your boss willing to step on you to make sure that he gets, you know, a raise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for real. Have you, uh, has anybody, like, crazy big contacted you or has, like, anybody in Los Angeles been like, hey, man, come out and produce for us? Like, what's, like, the coolest thing from a professional standpoint that has come out of this? I mean, the coolest thing for me is just seeing, it's it's seeing people grow that I didn't think would grow. Mm-hmm. It's seeing people come in that that come in here and they want to be a rapper and they don't even know what a bar is. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't they don't know how to write and they don't know how to rap. They don't know how to flow, and being able to teach that person because we actually do have a program called our music and mentorship program where we do take artists who don't haven't really done anything and we'll teach them how to write. Mm-hmm. Or we'll teach them how to how to rap. We'll teach them how to produce. We'll teach them how to make beats or mix or master music, and we'll kind of coach them along and show them that these things are possible. And just seeing the growth with those individuals um, is honestly the most rewarding thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I haven't got the chance to work with anybody super big yet because I've really, like I said, I've really narrowed my scope on wanting to work with young artists and people mm-hmm. who are just starting out. And but. Like I said, we have some really big things coming up. We yeah. can't really talk about yet. I'm excited to hear. So. <laughs> he said he's going to tell me off, off air. Yeah, I might tell him off the record, but <laughs> we have some really crazy things coming up. Uh-huh. And and it's it's really exciting. Well, and kind of like the money not, might not be the same as if you were working with somebody big, mm-hmm. but how the way you feel and the impact you'll actually make like exactly. working with people, like that's more rewarding. And I think some people don't look at it that way. They're like, I'm doing this to get my money, but I kind of relate to what you're saying, because it's like, I'd rather do something Mm -hmm. that I think is more impactful in somebody's life. Yeah, well, and I've grown up, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, like, and so for me, like, money is not, money is money, like, it's not a crazy thing, it's not some, like, I've never wanted to be super rich, I've always said, like, my goal is, like, I just want to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. But I don't need, like, five houses. I don't need 20 cars. Like, I just want to be comfortable. And so, it's for me, it's never been about the money. It's more about, like, the bigger our scope gets, the more opportunity we have, like I said, to serve the community. Mm-hmm. The more opportunity we have to help people who we couldn't help before. That's our, like, biggest goal. Like, one of our, one of our, one of our main goals that we're trying to reach right now is to make enough money that we can start a fund to where we can provide scholarships to kids who can't afford to come in and do studio time. Mm-hmm. That's freaking sweet, dude. And like that's one of our big goals right now, and one of the first things that that we have in mind for when we reach certain price points in our revenue, you know, mm-hmm. is being able to set up scholarships to do that, mm-hmm. not give ourselves raises and you know feed our own pockets. And so it's always just goes back to just serving the community and helping people and giving people opportunities. That's rare, man. Like <laughs> what you guys are doing, like, and it's clearly genuine. That's what's awesome about all this. Thank you. Yeah. So how many? people are you working with on a are you working with the same people on a regular basis or is it always it's a it's a little bit of a mix so I have um I have a lot of uh I have people who I meet with pretty regularly but I'm getting a pretty steady amount of leads consistently where I'm working with new people I'd say in an average week I'm working with between five to ten clients a week in a really busy week I'm hitting like 15 clients Mm -hmm. in one week Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, total since I've been here, I've probably worked with over 60 different artists. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm just helping, you know, or at least 60 different projects, not necessarily. Yeah. Well, and you're probably spearheading a lot of growth, like a lot. We've kind of been talking about it this whole time. It's like somebody is seeing, oh, my friend is doing music. Mm -hmm. She says, hey, this guy can help you out. It's like, yeah. I can actually do this. And like, even if I'm just doing it for fun, at least I'm doing it, getting out of my comfort zone, just doing something. Right. That's like the biggest thing. That's I mean, that's why I, I started this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's what I've seen a lot of, which is why, like I said, like, it's crazy that I've grown as much as I have without doing really any marketing or mm -hmm. anything like that because it's mostly just been word of mouth and it's like every time I have a satisfied client like I just finished a song and what, when's this podcast coming out um I'm gonna shoot for to probably Friday. Friday morning all right well if this comes out on Friday everybody stream platonic by Emma Bird uh that song is so good it's probably I think it's the best song I've ever made so far that I produced and like just from that song like I've had like three or four different people reach out to me and be like hey I you know I know Emma like and she talked about your music and so now can I work with you like can we meet up can we make a song together mm -hmm. and that's what that's what tends to happen that's why that's what's like the crazy domino effect you know just kind of like even with your stuff one person does a podcast and then I'm sure every time they leave people tell you oh you should go talk to this person next you should go talk to this person yeah, next yeah. to where you're just already getting new leads and getting new people to meet up with Kinda. I mean, I kinda. I told you what happened. Uh, sorry to all my friends that I deleted our podcast. <laughs> I was honestly surprised that I was gonna get in with you because it sounds like you've been mad busy. So I appreciate yeah. you. Well, lucky for you, time. I'm, uh, I'm a little under the weather right now, so I've canceled with a lot of clients oh, this week because I'm thank sick. You. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only thing that I'm doing yeah. today, and then I'm going home and I'm, uh, you know, drinking a liter of emergency and <laughs> going to bed. So there is a show coming up Friday, Justice. Uh, B. Young and Jace Parker. Jace Parker. Are you going to be? What What's your involvement going to be in that? Because that is um, at Servants Heart. So that's at my venue. So my business partner Mosey, he um, is the one who planned that show. Um, mm -hmm. I usually try to go out and support. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm all under weather right now, so we'll see if I can make it out. I hope to. Uh, it's just crazy seeing people like like at this show. Like everybody at this show that's performing is involved with working with me somehow. Like, yeah. Justice has a space here in the building, and we work together all the time. Yeah. Um, B. Young and Jace Parker, I I literally just got done making an album with Jace. That's sweet. And, uh, and I, I produced the whole album, and he's, like, a fantastic rapper, and he's growing so much, and B. Young. B. Young is one of the best examples of what I was telling you, where uh, we've worked together for, it's been over a year now that we've worked together, Mm -hmm. and just meeting consistently and he's grown so much as an artist like I agree. He, yeah his music he, is... his music from from when he started to just to now is like just exploding and it's yeah. doing really good and they're both starting to get pretty decent sized followings and you know justice is insane that dude's works so freaking much. He's, yeah he's in love with what he does and he loves that shit man. and so just seeing these people get to you know have these opportunities and knowing that i could have played any part in yeah. in helping them to where they are is really cool yeah so you're not gonna be uh the dj on on stage or anything so like i don't i you're lucky i'm doing this podcast <laughs> i hate being in front of people i hate <laughs> talking to people it is not one-on-one -on -one situations like this are kind of where i like to thrive i don't i don't really like i always leave it to my business partner he's loud and obnoxious and annoying and stuff <laughs> he loves being shout out Moses. In the, <laughs> he loves being you know in the party settings and being around people and mm -hmm. getting to do that that's where he kind of thrives and that is 
that is not my area. <laughs> so I generally, I generally, unless unless like the client like specifically asks me to come or um, wants me to be there to help support them or I need to help in some way, mm-hmm. uh, I, I generally don't go. Because yeah, big crowds not my thing. Well, you chose the perfect lane industry <laughs> producer. Right. Yeah. Right. So I could just sit in in, in front of my computer all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw. I talked to Justice about this, and then I was looking at the Hearts Instagram. Mm-hmm. He was telling me that Mosey was wanting to do a comedy night, but yeah. I saw that there was one like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I got to hear about that. Because that's something I'd be intrigued it? by. So it's it's just we again it's just about giving trying to give people opportunities. We um, we used to own a venue in Rexburg, mm-hmm. and so we have uh, a little bit. We we have some connections there, know some people, and there was a comedy group. Uh, there's like a comedy club or a group of people that do comedy in in Rexburg that we really like them, and so they wanted to do a show in Idle Falls because they got sick of. They just didn't wanted to branch out a little bit and perform in different places than mm-hmm. just the same few places in Rexburg that they got to perform a lot. So and so we okay, had them sorry. had them come out and, and did a little show and did that. We don't focus very much on like touring acts and things like that because we just want to focus on local artists yeah. and helping them. So it's all local people. Anytime we do something, it's all local people. The furthest we'll like branch out to bring somebody from is like Colorado or like Washington, but mm-hmm. um, mostly it's people that are, you know, in Same northern way. Utah, yeah. southeast Idaho, mm-hmm. that area, that, that were having come out and do stuff. Comedy nights are a riot, though. Those kids are crazy. So was it was it just that one group, or was it like open mic kind of thing? Um, it wasn't an open mic, that specific one. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like we, we had met with the people. We did we did auditions before. Turn that off. Is that possible? Um, yeah. Like five of them, they did, and not we had an audition process. So there was a big group of them that came down, and they performed in front of uh, Mosey and some of the other people that were there. And um, and yeah, we just picked from the people that we thought would do the best, and mm-hmm. threw a little show. And so it was pretty successful. Is he actively trying to have another one, or was that just? Um, I'm I'm not sure right now. I know a lot of the people in their group uh, graduated or transferred or moved. Mm-hmm. And so right now we're just trying to stay in contact and just kind of see what's what's going on, what's on the schedule, with, and see what's happening. We're definitely open to it because it was one of our favorite nights that we've done. Yeah. But. Well, and that's something, another thing that you've never seen here. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I've never heard of anybody doing comedy. And I'm not necessarily thinking I'd be good. I have funny stories. <laughs> There's a difference between having funny stories and being like a good storyteller, though, yeah. you know what I mean? And I feel like that would be so good for me and really anybody doing it because that is like, Facing your fears, like yeah, talking yeah. in front of people, is like most people's biggest fear, and that's mm-hmm. like, it's just you and a microphone. <laughs> and a microphone. Not, you know what I mean? Well, luckily, when you know when you're on the stage and the lights are in your face, you can't really see the crowd, so it kind of feels like you're just by yourself. That's good. So that helps a little bit. So yeah, if you see him soon, let him know. <laughs> I I got, I've talked to a few people that I think would be down to give it a yeah. try. So yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. You'll see him on Friday, you tell. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> tell him to do another comedy night. See, I've always thought that I could uh, do a good job doing comedy because, not because I'm funny, but <laughs> because I I'm really stupid, <laughs> and so I wouldn't even I wouldn't even make jokes. I would just go up there and tell stories of all the stupid things that I've done before. Yeah, I mean and, that's really what stand up is for the most part. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I wouldn't even have to lie. I would just go up and be like, yeah. yeah. All right. How's about this? I'll do it if you do it. I'll do it. I'll Just audition. like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. You do that. I'll audition. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Come here. Sit here. You. <laughs>
All right, I have uh, like two or three questions I usually wrap up every episode with. So the first one, what, um, who has been like the biggest influence on you in both like a personal life and then also like the professional sense? Okay. Um, that's a hard question because there's a lot of people who kind of influenced me. Shout them all out. Um, <laughs> I just have been lucky enough to grow up with a lot of people in my life who are small business owners. Like my dad um, was a small business owner and so I've learned a lot from him on how to run things. Um, a lot of my siblings are small business owners. My brother-in-law, Corey, uh, has taught me a lot about business and how to do things. But um, honestly, like if I had to give credit to anybody, it would be my business partner, Mosey. Um, because just from the very beginning, we've always just held each other accountable and have just continued, like, we've just had a really good relationship to where, like, you know, if he gives me an idea and I hate it, I'll straight up tell him, like, that kind of sucks. Like, let's not do that. That's good. And vice versa. Yeah. If I tell him something and he'll be like, hey, like, we need to sort through this. We need to figure this out to where, um, and we're just always trying to grow and learn more. And so, honestly, that's, that's what I'd have to say because without without him being my business partner. And even though right now, like, he kind of does the venue stuff and I do the stuff here, and so we don't even interact that much um, with our business stuff. Mm -hmm. But without us having that small vision and turning it, none of the things that are happening right now would have even been possible or happened. Mm -hmm. Shout out, Mosey. Yeah. I'll see you on Friday. <laughs> um, what, I mean, I feel like you kind of answered it throughout this whole episode, but what would you say the ultimate goal with what, what's your ultimate goal either with this, with the event center, just as a producer? Is to just continue to grow and to be able to serve the community in, in better ways than we can before, whether it's through having, you know, like an outreach center or through, you know, starting a nonprofit or anything. It's just really whatever we can do to try and help the community grow. Mm -hmm. and especially help the music scene here grow in a way that's healthy and can help artists thrive. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. You talked, I kind of brushed over it, but you talked about the uh, uh, foundation, not the foundation, the scholarship fund mm -hmm. you were trying to do. Dude, that is honestly a really cool thing, and if I would ever see that, that would be amazing because that's <laughs> something so unique. It's actively helping people around here, and it's, it's exactly. just a really special thing, man. Yeah, thank this you. whole thing is really special. Thank you. Okay, my final question. Um, what would you tell to somebody listening to this right now that they want to start a small business, they want to be a producer, they want an event center, they want to do stand-up comedy? What would you tell that person? They're scared for whatever just, reason or just... Do it. Just do it. You know, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> that's, that's really the best answer that I can give. Like, any time that, that I've hesitated business-wise, opportunities have passed me by. Mm -hmm. And I feel like more often than not, we're, we're in spots where we know what we want to be doing and we're just hesitant to make the leap. Mm -hmm. And it's like, especially right now, like, while especially if anybody that might be listening is our age, we're young, we don't have a lot of debt, we don't have a lot of things to worry about, most of us aren't married, most of us don't have kids, like, you have nothing to lose yeah. <laughs> trying to chase your dream. Yeah. You know, worst case scenario, you might have to stay in your parents' basement for three months. Like, <laughs> like... Just do it. Go for it. Do your thing because you never know what might happen. You never know, you know, how if, you know, making music in your basement might turn into owning a music venue and yeah. a full-time recording studio and an office space where, you know, you rent out to 
six different people who all work with musicians and all are starting their own small businesses. Yeah. Like, you never know when something like that could turn into that because when I was making music in the basement, I wasn't thinking that this is where I would be in two years, you know? Yeah, just doing what you loved. And, yeah, and it was just this thing where the opportunities presented themselves and we didn't hesitate. We made the jump. We did it without, without overthinking and without worrying too much about all the things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I've probably said it about five times, but what you're doing is really inspiring. Thank and you, awesome, man. man. It's been awesome talking to you. It's been awesome hanging out around here more. Yeah. Hope we get to continue to uh, hang out, whatever. <laughs> Maybe we'll make an album or something. Let's do it, dude. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, bro. Yeah. Bye, everybody.